So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose. And this morning, it's a delight for us to welcome onto our podcast, David O'Hare, who's the Communications Officer with Trocra. David, how are you? You're welcome to the programme. Thanks, John. I'm good. and uh, hope you guys are good as well. Thank you very much indeed. We're good. Now, the reason why we have invited David back onto our podcast again is because we'd like to stay in touch with Troca, and indeed, we'd like our listeners to stay in touch with Troca and the wonderful work they do. And in more recent times, um, Troca have made an appeal, a very urgent appeal, uh, for an East Africa appeal. David, can you share some of that with us, please, the, the reasons why and how that came about? Yeah, absolutely, uh, John. We were we were very grateful to the bishops of Ireland um, who who organised the special appeal the weekend before last in all parishes across the country, and it was to 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 raise money to support Troker's work to alleviate the humanitarian crisis that that's currently gripping East Africa. Uh, the bishops expressed deep concern, and. In East Africa at the moment, John, over 30 million people. Now, put that in context, that's over around four and a half times the entire population of this island of ours. Um, over 30 million people are facing high levels of acute, in, acute food insecurity. So so many are on the brink of, of starvation. Um, and it's a deadly mix of, of climate change, COVID and, and conflict, um, and also desert locust infestation that's hit a few countries that have pushed these million people to the very edge of, of, of starvation. Um, so it's a critical situation there. Um, the appeal, the trochra was uh, bishops put together for us, is focusing on five countries, and that's Ethiopia, Somalia, South Sudan, um, Sudan, and De- the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, so what we're seeing there is the price of staple foods, fuel and water are... are absolutely rising at the moment there's a third wave of covid in east africa that's destroying livelihoods and pushing millions of people into desperation and then of course the effects of climate change have been compounded by these other factors um and and covid has, has dealt a real blow to these countries and the countries that trochra works less than five percent of people have been vaccinated um infection rates are up to 50 percent and then on top of all of that's delayed it's a significantly below average rainfall due to climate change has has really, really pushed people to the brink. So the emergency appeal came as, you know, as world leaders uh, met um, for COP26 in Glasgow. Um, and it is the people who have done least to contribute to that climate change who are the ones that are suffering most from it. Um, Troker has been very involved, John, in, in the humanitarian response in East Africa. We've been involved in large-scale assistance, uh, emergency food, nutrition and water that we're delivering to save lives. Uh, we're targeting the most vulnerable, including children, the elderly, people with disabilities, etc. Um, and, and we're on the ground in the worst-hit regions, so we're able to respond right away. So, so, so we're really looking forward to, to the, the returns from that collection coming back just as quickly as we can so that we can put them into action, uh, those donations and... and uh, that support from people here at home, we can put them into action right away. You know, um, it's very hard for us, maybe those of us who would only maybe touch base with Trocra, maybe once a year sometimes, maybe it's during Lent. Um, on our podcast here, we try to touch base a few times a year with Trocra, but 
sometimes we find it hard to 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 try to picture human people, human families, and and how how all of our help might help some of those families. But in this particular case, for the appeal for the East Africa appeal, maybe you might you might remind us about the experience of Tunisia and the family, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, Tunisia was featured in, in some of the materials we sent out to parishes. And, and you're, you're absolutely right, John. You know, when, when we talk about figures of 30 million, et cetera, et cetera, it's very, very difficult for us to get our heads around that. And people don't want to hear about stats. They want to hear about other people. We, we connect on a human level with other people. And, and Tunisia is a perfect example. She's in South Sudan. Um, she's a widow. She's only 27 years old. She's four children. And she told us that, that the last year has been absolutely dreadful. Um, and she said that her and, and the children went hungry um, many, many times. Um, she was finding things a real challenge looking after the kids single-handedly. She had no supports. She was cooking donuts and samosas, and trying to sell those to make some money to keep her children in school. But she said it was a real struggle and, and sometimes they just didn't have enough money for school fees, for medicine and other things like that. The essentials that we, we take for granted, you know. And she said that the school term, for example, she wasn't able to send the kids to school at all, any of the four of them. Um, so, you know, that's, she said she was totally stressed out over this. Um, now, we have been able to, to give some emergency support to her um, which she is extremely grateful for um, and has asked us to thank actually people in Ireland if we ever if we ever have the opportunity to thank them for that support. So so her and the family received um, emergency food. They, they received some other items, you know, soaps and water buckets and that kind of thing, just to try to get them through this emergency period. But what it's all about for us as well, John, we do a lot of humanitarian work, as, as do colleagues in other agencies, we do a lot of humanitarian work, but what we're aiming for is to get people to the stage where they have a safety net, that they don't actually get to this stage of crisis. And that's what long-term development is all about. So so that's what we in Trocra aim for. Um, but I think Tanisa is, is, is the perfect example of, she's just one of millions of families that are facing this, this, this hardship and stress daily. Um, and trying to cope with, with all of that. Yeah, you know, even when I looked at your website early on, um, it does mention there 2.7 million people were brought relief and hope last year from by yourselves to areas. Um, and I know one particular area maybe our listeners would be interested in back here in Ireland, uh, a particular person was mentioned on the 2019 campaign, but maybe you might include that in just sharing with us how some of the people up to now, those 2.7 million people, a lot of people, how they were helped by you guys. Yeah, well, do you know what, John? I'll pick up on one word you said there in, in, in your intro. Not, um, because sometimes when we, when we share these stories, there, there can seem to be a total lack of hope, you know, because the situations we're dealing with are so difficult um, and people are facing so many challenges that, that hope seems to be the last thing there. Mm. But I really, really want to stress this. There, there is hope there and we can make a difference. And we, we talk about those large stats, you know, 30 million people, et cetera, et cetera. 
yeah. you can feel very, very hopeless and helpless in that situation. But we can make a difference in bills. We absolutely can. And because of the generosity of people, Limerick and right across the country, we were able to reach 2.7 million people, as you said there last year, with support. And that's in 20 countries, some of the world's poorest countries, right across Africa, Central America, Asia, the Middle East, all all over the world in four, you know, program areas. You know, we work on human rights. Again, something that people maybe don't think about wouldn't be first thing to spring to mind. Mm. We do a lot of human rights work. We do work on resource rights and that covers things like, you know, access to land, access to water, um, better nutrition, um, enabling people to, to grow enough crops to feed their families. Uh, because it's only by women and men having equal rights that we're going to, to tackle some of these root causes of poverty. And then, as I mentioned, we do a lot of humanitarian work. Um, but I'll give you one example, and, and, and you, you've mentioned her there. And that was, um, some of your listeners remember, in 2019 on our choker box. You know, the choker box is a yeah, yeah. institution mm-hmm. in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we feed Patricia, um, a little girl uh, in Uganda, um, her and her mom, Evelyn. And, and the issues they were facing were very real. Um, there's a massive problem in Uganda. It's difficult to continue to own their own land, uh, have ownership of their own land following, for example, the death of her husband. And that's what happened to Evelyn. She tragically lost her husband. After his death, a violent land dispute happened between her and her husband's, uh, her late husband's family. Her husband's relative seized control of her land, and she was left with a tiny, tiny portion of land. And it wasn't enough to grow enough food to feed her children, okay? So a massive issue for the family. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to report uh, that because of, of the support we get here at home and the work of our partners over in Uganda, we supported Evelyn to fight her case for the right to her land. And our local partner worked with local leaders. It wasn't easy, John, in a country where very traditional attitudes and traditions around women owning land yeah, I'd say that. Um, mm-hmm. are, are deeply ingrained. But ultimately, it was a success. And as a result of that work, six acres of land were returned to Evelyn in the last year. Um, And she said to us, you know, I'm absolutely delighted because the land's returned to me. I know now that I'll be able to grow enough food to feed my children. Um, Before that happened, she didn't know what she was going to do. Um, And we're also supporting Evelyn to develop a small business, help her to provide an income for her family. And and those things are very important in the countries where we work. You know, it's, it's about giving people agency, um, and giving them the opportunity to be able to, to to earn an income, which means, again, they've got a safety net if something awful happens, but it means they can both enrich their own lives from the point of view of diet, et cetera. So in Evelyn's case, um, we've had a small shelter for two cows. The cows produce milk, um, helps her family's diet. They also have an excess they can sell at market. That earns for them to be able to spend on other essentials, like, very importantly, sending the kids to school. So, you know, it's a very small example of of the difference it can make, but to that family, that was everything. And now their future is looking a lot bright, a lot brighter. 
You know, I, I was just thinking there, as you mentioned uh, that example and the example early on, how do you guys choose as to who to help and who not? Because the amount of people coming to you guys for help must be phenomenal. Yeah, and I, you know what? That, that is a really, really good question. And and what Trooper tries to do is is make the deepest impact possible. Obviously, Trooper can't tackle all of the issues in all of the countries. So what we try to do is make the deepest impact in the countries where we work and in the programs that we're involved. And from the, the perspective of, of how we choose families, so I've worked for Trooper for 16 years now. Um, and in that time, I've been really privileged to have been able to travel overseas and, and speak to the communities that, that we support, um, speak to the partners that we work with. And the, the partners are the are absolutely crucial element in this. Um, so the partners are all based in the communities that we work. So they know the people. They'll speak to the communities. They will speak to community leaders. Um, they will come up with a plan of who are the most vulnerable people in that community, who needs to help the most, and that is how the, how the, the supports are targeted. So it's all very transparent, um, and it's all very um, – it, it, it's targeting those – that's what we do through the partner organisations, John. Well done, well done, well done. Fantastic work, David. Well done. Now, just before I just pass over to Shane, just in case Shane wants to come in there for a second, can I just ask you to share uh, something about these Christmas gifts of love, this range that was just recently uh, launched by Troca for this year? Can you share a few of those thoughts, a few of the gifts there with us? Yeah, look, that, this comes back to what, to what we've been saying. It's worked. The conversation has gone perfectly because the, these gifts of love are, are a real example about how people here at home can make that long-term difference to people overseas. Okay, so so we call them Trokers gifts of love, and and we've we've been we were we were one of the first agencies I believe in Europe to come up with gifts. Um, and the first thing I'll say is they're real gifts for real people. Okay, so what people here at home can do. They can go on, they can choose a gift and buy it on someone's behalf here at home. Um, and then that gift is given to a family in one of the countries where we work. Um, so it's, it's, you know, if you buy chicks for a family in Kenya, a family in Kenya get those chicks. So it's very, very, very tangible. Um, and you know what? Look, we're all in the same position where we're thinking of what to buy Uncle John or, or what to buy Granny, you know, this is something different. It's something really ethical, and it's something. That... So we've got a really great range of these gifts, uh, and you can buy one job from as little as five. So they range from five euros right up to a thousand euro. There are twenty-one gifts in total, so there's something in there for everyone. And you know the difference these gifts make um, cannot be overestimated. I mentioned to you there that I, that I have been lucky enough and privileged enough to have travelled with Trokra. So on many occasions, I've actually seen these gifts in action. Once they've been given to a family um, in Kenya, for example, and we find the gifts, you know, for example, chicks and goats. People really love the gifts of animals. Yeah. Um, so, so we buy those, those animals in country. So we don't transport animals, um, which as an aside, obviously helps stimulate that local market, et cetera, et cetera. But 
I've seen the chicks and goats in Africa. So chicks, very, very simple gift. They're only eight euros. Um, what happens is the family gets the chicks. They grow into chickens. They provide eggs. They provide meat. Um, they breed. So there's an excess that can be sold at market, which again makes money for the family to spend on other things like school fees, like like medicine, like soap, like salt. Um, and, you know, it, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, goats, similarly, I mean, Kenya can be a really, really hospitable country from an environmental perspective. I've been up in northern Kenya on many occasions in Turkana, and, and I would describe it as desert. Um, you know, really, really harsh environment, very difficult for people to, to make a living there. Um, goats, really hardy little creatures. Uh, I these were the first the first new goat or kid that is bred by the family to another family. So it's a multiplier. Um, so the goats, again, give milk, they give food, they're able to be bred and sold on, and they actually provide, um, you know, the, the goat's droppings and the same with the chicks. Chicks' droppings can be used for fertilizer for the land. So it's it's a really well-rounded um, and well-thought-out way of, of supporting people. So, look, the gifts are, are there. Um, and at the end of our conversation, I'll, I'll remind people about how to buy those and how to make a, a donation, for example, to East Africa. But the, the gifts are amazing. Um, and actually, since 2000, when we launched this, John, the gifts campaigns raised over 39 million euros for wow. our work overseas. Wow, that's yeah, a... unbelievable. Um, I mean, Limerick last, last year, for example, um, just one county, over 32,500 euros people spent on, on, on Chopra's gifts. Wow. So again, it's a really, really tangible way for people to support. Well, I know from my own experience, um, I gave them to our grandchildren last year and they were, deli- yeah. they were delighted with the chicks. Absolutely yeah. delighted with the chicks. Um, I mean, those gifts range... In, in price from about eight euros up to, or eight, you can spend a, a grand, a, a thousand euros, but it's, it's, it's yeah, and the chicks are eight euros. Like you can get soap, for example, for five euros, that's right. which is so important at the moment, you know, in these COVID times. But you've touched on something I, I love about the gifts as well. They're a great educational tool. Fantastic. You know, yes. You, you mm. bought, you bought the grandkids. Uh, chicks. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you told them what it was all about. That's right. What, yeah, yeah. What the story behind it was. Yeah. And and you know it's a great way of of educating, particularly children uh, around those those issues which are really really big sometimes. Um. But it's a really tangible way of of just showing them the difference that these little things can do here at all. Just one question, just before we leave it. Uh, just before we leave it here, uh, David, um, has COVID nineteen affected your work over there? It must have really affected um, the people you're trying to take care of. But you, you guys have to protect yourselves as well as th- those you're trying to help. Yeah, COVID, COVID has been yeah a huge challenge, John, as you would imagine. Uh, not not only for the people we're we're working with, you know, the communities we're working with, but also for partners and and our staff. Um, you know, many, many of our staff would have would have very firsthand experience, either them or their families, of of people becoming ill from COVID and actually people people passing away uh, because of COVID. Um, and you know, it it is it is that's on the very personal level. You've then got all of those things like you know how how do we access 
Um, how do we speak? How do we go and speak to our partners? How do we see the issues on the ground? Um, but we have we, we've been doing a lot of work on on COVID. Um, in fact, Tanisa, that that lady from South Sudan that we talked about, mm. one of the, one of the supports she also got, um, and her community got from Trokra was COVID education. Um, you know, hand hygiene, all of that kind of thing, trying to bring those messages to stop the spread. That's that's something we've been doing throughout our programming. Um, we have, for example, in like Somalia is the only country that that we do direct um, uh, direct medical programming. So in a place called Ghetto in Somalia, we're the only provider of healthcare um, for about three hundred thousand people. I think it is. So you, as you would imagine, our clinics there there's been massive challenges for our frontline healthcare workers. Um, and then access to vaccines, which I mentioned earlier in our conversation, is is really difficult in some of the countries where we work. Um, and then on the macro level, John, you know, it, it it has an effect on people being able to to move around to, you know, to earn an income, um, or if they're sick, they can't till or work the fields. Yeah. Um, yeah. Markets closed down. You know, it, COVID like COVID has been a a, a world changer as we know. Um, on so many different levels. Um, so that that's something we're taking into account in all of our programming over the last 18 months, and it will be part of I've known forward. And, you know, it's something that we tend to forget. We always complain about our own little problems over here. Uh, but those people are not alone trying to struggle with all the problems they got, uh, but, but then they got COVID on top of it. Uh, yeah, 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 the COVID on top of, of climate change yeah. and on top of conflict, and, and I've described as, it's the perfect storm. Um, you know, the challenges are just multi-level. Um, and and let, let's not, you know, let, let's not be wrong about it. Uh, we have faced huge challenges here at home. I know, I yeah, know yeah. people have faced, faced mm-hmm. huge challenges here at home. Being separated from family was a massive thing for people. Um, if people maybe lost, lost loved ones, they weren't able to grieve po- properly because of restrictions. Like, it, 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 people have lost jobs. It has been hugely hugely impactful here at home but one thing i'll say the the capacity of people despite that here at home to stand in solidarity and to be generous and to give has not slackened one iota and that's that's really humbling john well do you know as one of those people who try to help and there's a number of people around Ireland a lot of people around Ireland who want to help uh, Trocra if it wasn't for people like you and Trocra uh, coming on and speaking about the work you do we would never but we would never know about it so thanks to all those volunteer well volunteers those people who are working out there uh, trying to help the poorest of the poor before we go David let us know how we can access maybe um, uh, maybe your website or maybe how we can get some of the gifts and how, in, in fact, we can donate to that East Africa appeal that you've just launched. So those Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the two easiest ways, um, John, number one, people can go on to tropra.org um, and, and you can make a donation online or you can buy the gifts or, or if people just want to find out a little bit more about our work, there's some really, really great information there and some some really great positive um, personal stories. You know, I've shared a few of them today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them on, on our website um, in, in the form of blogs, etc. Fantastic. So, you know, I, I would encourage people to go on and have a look there. We also have a, a telephone number you can phone at one 408 408 
that's 1-850-408-408 and and people can ring there and make a donation but but absolutely please go online and find out a bit more one thing I would say to you, John, is you know you've you've been very gracious there and 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 and, and talking about us working for Tropra and 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 what we do. Just a reminder that we work on your behalf, okay? So 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 we're the conduit between the people here at home and the people that that we support overseas. So so that's what we do. So we work on behalf of the people of Ireland. It's teamwork. David, David, thanks a lot for for joining us today and and sharing that information with us. Um, The piece of music, have you got a piece of music you want to share with us, please? And and, and why did you pick this piece of music, by the way? I'm going to pick, uh, it's a song called Michael, uh, and then in brackets, which will maybe make it more familiar to people, Road to the Boat Ashore. So it's Michael, Road to the Boat Ashore. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what version you will have, but my my favourite is the Highwayman from the uh, 1960s. That's the one we're going to play. Oh, brilliant! Um, number play. one, it's just a beautiful song, beautiful melody. But number two, it's uh, it's an African American spiritual, um, and it was first noted, as far as I'm aware, during the American Civil War. It was sung by by uh, slaves um, as they went from the the islands of South Carolina. Um, and what I like about it is. It's 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 really a a life affirming song. It's a celebration of faith under oppression, um, and that that's what I love about it. David, thanks a lot for coming on, uh, and uh, please give our regards to to all of those people who are working with Trocra, and our love as well and best wishes made to pass on to people like Tunisia and also Patricia. In the meantime, thanks again for joining us. Have a wonderful Christmas yourself. Thank you so much, and the same to you and your listeners, John. Bye-bye now. Amen.